Welcome back to the Chris Massey Show. Today's guest we have author and psychotherapist Nancy Lieber. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I'm happy to have you on. Thank you for taking the time out of your schedule, you know, to be a part of the Chris Massey Show. Um, it was very interesting how we met, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and I appreciate you, you know, uh, for showing support to the show. My uh, pleasure. Uh, thank you. And so we can get right into it. Uh, first of all, congratulations with the success of your the book, um, Healing Depression, The Mind-Body Way. Thank you. I co-authored the book, you know, with Sandra Moss. Mm-hmm. So there's two authors to the book. Okay. And we're delighted. It has been successful selling in the United States, and it's recently been picked up by a German publisher. So it'll be published in German in Germany as well. Oh, that's great to know. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's interesting. The, like the way we started talking, you know, we uh, we we briefly addressed the subject of the importance of mental health and uh, the actual specific topic of depression, which is. For some reason, I'm starting to realize that a lot of people are becoming more open about it, you know, because in the past, I'm not sure about your experiences, but personally, you know, a lot of people uh, concealed their 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 emotions or they wouldn't openly admit that they were dealing with depression. And so whatever the reason, I'm glad that people are becoming more open with it and addressing it because, you know, obviously, you know, that it's actually healthy to address certain issues, personal issues. I think there's much less stigma now about um, feeling bad, about depression, about anxiety, than there was in the past. I agree. And so what inspired you to take on this project, that book? And how did you, and, you, know, how did you uh, end up co-authoring the book? What inspired me to write it was my work as a psychotherapist so many of my clients started taking the medications for depression and they didn't feel that they were particularly helpful many of the clients did not feel that the medications were particularly helpful and the side effects were so outrageously um, to them that I started thinking about this and I was thinking about all of these medications for emotional issues And I realized there has to be something out there. There has to be another way. It is true that the medications are helpful to some people, but even when they're helpful, there's a recurrence of depression with people who only do the medications. The depression continues coming back, and people often have lingering, lingering effects of their depression. And so... My thinking was, there must be another way. So many people are suffering from depression that nature must provide another way, another explanation to help people overcome depression. And so I was writing and I was thinking and I was doing some talks about depression from what I knew at that time. And I was in Ann Arbor one day doing a talk and I met Sandra who was also very interested in the topic and she is a brilliant Ayurvedic practitioner and she is uh, a very good writer and I said I want to write this book will you help me 
And she said, sure. And so we embarked on a time of working together and writing our book. And we were thrilled when it was accepted by a well-known publisher and more thrilled that it sold so well. Oh, that's amazing. And, um, and I'm glad that you did it, you know, and I was doing my research. And uh, what exactly, for the people who don't know, uh, Ayurveda, did I pronounce that correctly? Ayurveda, you did. Yes. Ayurveda is the world's oldest system of natural medicine. It comes to us from ancient India. And so you might think, oh, huh, what are, why would we be interested in something so old? But actually, what goes around comes around. And the, some, many of the precepts of Ayurveda are now being taught in some of our best medical schools. Ayurveda talks about the elements in the universe. The elements are earth, air, ground, fire, and water. And these elements, and this is accepted by all scientists, are expressed in everything in the natural world. Everything you look at is a combination of these elements. So the Ayurvedic diagnostic procedures are about diagnosing what should be your elemental your elemental balance and helping you to correct any imbalances that you've picked up through your lifestyle or through just being alive so ayurveda gives us many many tips many suggestions for how to create balance in our physiology elemental balance and when we create balance we then allow for the free flow of energy throughout the physiology. Well said, and like uh, I can relate to that. You know, honestly, on a on a simple level, one of the best examples that comes to mind is that our interaction. You know, we went off of energy. You know, we don't know each other, but the fact that you know when something is right. And you know when something is wrong I think when we first met We discussed the um, I was just reading a book That day One of my favorites uh, The Wisdom of Florence Scavo Shin It was written in like 1927 And she One quote that stands out She says uh, Intuition is your unerring guide And I've learned to Follow what they call A lot of people call your gut feeling uh, By law I mean by nature Like you said we know what's right and what's wrong. You don't know how to explain it sometimes, or you can actually uh, define it specifically like you just did. But on a on a on a surface level, you know what naturally feels right and what doesn't. We do and we don't mm -hmm. because our awareness can become clouded. Mm -hmm. If our energy is not flowing through our body in a free way, prana is the word for energy, the Sanskrit word for energy. Mm -hmm. If we're out of balance, if we're filled with toxins, then our intuition isn't going to be clear. It's going to be clouded. So we, what we really want to do is maintain a lifestyle that gives us a good energetic balance and that does enhance our spirituality and our energy i agree and there's practical ways of doing that <laughs> right and that's that's interesting like you said like uh i feel the irony is that one of the oldest forms you know is the most is one of the most effective if not the effective 
the most effective way. You know, a lot of people go above and beyond to try to figure things out, but it's actually very simple, you know, because back in those days, uh, technology wasn't as evolved as it is. So it, a lot of, I, and personally, I feel a lot of people make things more complex than they have to be. Because like you said, uh, the importance of like meditation and, and, and just making simple steps to center yourself. Like uh, solitude, you know, just simple peace and quiet. A lot of people don't realize the importance of it because like you said, it's easy to be become distracted. Meditation, we write about meditation in the book. There's a chapter about meditation and how that's helpful. We also write about food and um, nutrition and more than food or nutrition not so much what we take in but optimizing our digestive abilities because if digestion isn't optimized you can eat wonderful food but it's not going to nourish the organs of the body and the tissues of the body so we write about optimizing digestion and as you say before technology perhaps before we could stay up all night if we wanted to people appreciated sleep more and we write about sleep all of these things are more and more and more often being written about in um, medical literature that we're picking up now so I think that what goes around comes around. The medical th literature that I am acquainted with, the current literature, talks a great deal about things that came from Ayurveda, that how important sleep is, how important now that our nutrition is, how important it is to optimize our digestion. Meditation is no longer... Um, considered voodoo or out there it's very respected mm -hmm. and I know NIH has given over 20 million dollars to research the transcendental meditation technique mm -hmm. and found that it's very valuable and it's recommended highly by many physicians and different organizations such as the American cardiological cardiology organization um, and exercise. Exercise is very important, but it, sometimes people exercise too much and sometimes not at all or not enough. Right. But doing the appropriate exercise for your body type is very important for your health and well-being. Oh, I definitely agree. And I, I, I understand because I've been trying to find the proper balance between, uh, you know, uh, eating correctly. Well, you know, um, eating better. And uh, actually, uh, and and uh, and the exercise as well. And I feel better. Like, honestly, it leads to better sleep. Like whenever I have a great workout, you know, not too intense and and not you know just a sitting, you know, lacking any effort. But I sleep better. I, I wonder if that has like a it's like a direct correlation to that. And then actually, I feel my insides feel more pure. You know, and I I just feel great all around and uh, mental clarity and everything and I wonder is it by ch well what do you feel like is it by chance that right now like you said living better and contributing to your overall well-being is more accepted these days you know it's like I say I want to eat oh healthier. for sure yeah. for sure um, in the past in the past physical health, emotional health, and mental health were looked at more as three separate entities. And the emotions were not looked at as being tied 
to physical health. Now we realize that emotional health and physical health and mental health are one. That whatever the body, the body mind is a seamless energetic system. And whatever affects one part of the body mind affects the totality. So yeah, if you're exercising and exercising is right for you and it's making and you're exercising every day and you're doing the appropriate type of exercise for your body type and you're doing it at the right time of day. In other words, we should never exercise late at night, but it doesn't sound like you're doing that because it's helping you with your sleep. So of course, it's making you feel better, not just physically, but also emotionally. And you say your thoughts are more clear. That makes sense. Hmm. The exercise is affecting your physiology, but it's affecting the totality of your being. Okay. And uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I read an article maybe about a year or two ago that addressed that exactly. It said, um, don't exercise be, uh, close to bedtime. I don't remember why. I think it was along the lines of... Uh, might because you become more energetic so it's like not a good idea to do it if you're trying to get some rest well yes Chris it's actually even more um, complicated than that the human being is an aspect of the natural world we're part of nature we like to think of ourselves as separate from nature but right. we're not we're part of nature and as such our physiology corresponds to the rhythms of nature and at night our physiology is preparing to shut down the melatonin is rising in our brain and it's preparing to shut down and so if we exercise then we're fighting against nature we're working we're going upstream we're going against what the body really wants to do right and we're always better off doing what the body wants to do. Another aspect of that would be, you know, in many countries still, um, people ate their main meal at noon. Noon at lunchtime is when we would say we should eat the biggest meal of the day because that's when the digestive system is, is the most optimal. It's when our digestive powers are the highest. Whereas at night, when we eat late at night, that's when the body's starting to shut down and the digestive system isn't primed to digest food late at night. And so the food often turns into toxins blocking our energy flow. So there's lots of little things we can do to make ourselves more healthy. And you're absolutely right. We need to stay within our nature and we need to be aware that the body-mind is an aspect of the natural world. Right, right. Well, that's, uh, I, I appreciate that insight. And so to go to your actual uh, occupation, uh, psychotherapist, what exactly, for those who aren't aware of it, is uh, psychotherapy? Well, psychotherapy is talk therapy. It's a way of helping people through talk to solve problems or to get more in touch with their feelings, um, to understand themselves better, to develop more awareness. Basically, I think the goal of psychotherapy is to help people to 
um, behave as well as possible, to feel as well as they're capable of, and to think as clearly as they are capable of. I think psychotherapy, I am a psychotherapist and I enjoy my work and I think psychotherapy is very helpful, but it's not an end-all and be-all. Right. Talk is only words and the relationship engendered in psychotherapy can be lovely, but it's not totally curative. It's helpful, but it's not the end-all and be-all. It's only talk. Right. Yeah, you have to put that action behind it. And uh, it's very interesting that you mentioned that because my show has been very therapeutic for me for years. You know, regardless of the situations I've been uh, ex experiencing and evolved in, whenever I get behind the mic, I just feel better just talking with people. Like, you know, because no two days are the same and I just feel better. And, you know, it's like what you mentioned earlier is like, paying attention to your energy patterns and what makes you feel great and what makes you feel not so great. And so... I think you like your work. I love and it. Liking, <laughs> yeah. liking our work is very important. I think we all have a path in life. Mm -hmm. um, the um, In India, that's called our dharma. Uh, and finding our dharma and... Uh, living within our dharma is great. So you love your work because this is what you're good at. It's what you're meant to do. It's what fe resonates with your spirit. So, you know, if you'd forced yourself to be a CPA or an accountant, you might have hated it and been unhappy. <laughs> right. But whereas a CPA or an accountant might not like doing what you're doing. Exactly. So we all have strengths and finding our strengths and using our strengths to find our path in life. Our work is a big part of, of maintaining happiness and feelings of well-being. I agree and that's a great that's a great point because uh, also I've, I've been taught in business but I, like I study business and spirituality and I feel that the, the principles basically um, coincide. you know like when you do what you love, it seems like you're never working you know and but and that well, it was not a but. And also, so doing what you love contributes to your overall well-being, you know, so it's like a, it's, a, it's a great cycle, you know, it, it just helps you become the best you and you become more wealthy and prosperous, but you're doing it naturally. Like you said, everyone has a purpose and you're fortunate if you're able to figure out that you have a purpose and actually realize what that purpose is. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, so what led you to, like, did you always want to be in this field, or is this something that you got led into? Like, you know, you tried different occupations, and then that became the reality, or did you say, I want to, I know what I'm going to be. I know I'm going to be a successful psych, uh, psychotherapist. Um, I chose this field uh, very consciously. I thought it would be something that I would be good at. I thought I would like it. I thought I would enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And so after I graduated from college, I went to graduate school uh, to become a psychologist. And I've always enjoyed my work very much. Right, right. I could tell you love it as well. And obviously you're great at it because I remember our initial, our initial uh, introduction you know, you just friendly and, and, and full of energy. And I can tell that you, you love what you do.
because because you speak passionately about it. And I was like, you know, like you said, pay attention to energy, and you can tell when somebody someone is genuinely happy. You know, so I might respect everything you do, and obviously your field is contributing. It's not only benefiting you, but it's contributing to other people's overall well-being as well. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no problem at all. And uh, before we wrap it up, is there anything that I didn't address that you would like to address? I think the only thing would be a little plug for my book. It's called Healing Depression, the Mind-Body Way, Creating Happiness with Meditation, Yoga, and Ayurveda. It's really an easy read. You can pick it up at any spot within the book. And whatever you read about, um, the food, sleep, exercise, yoga, meditation, or in the beginning of the book, an explanation of what exactly depression is and a definition of Ayurveda and how the Ayurvedic viewpoint of health differs from the Western viewpoint of health. And um, I think that it's a really good read and it can be gotten through, uh, acquired through Amazon. So again, it's healing depression, the mind-body way, creating happiness through meditation, yoga, and Ayurveda by Nancy Labler and Sandra Moss. Thank you. Uh, no problem at all. Thank you. And uh, if people like to stay in contact with you, um, what would be the best way? Like if they want to support you, are you on social media? Or uh, what's the best way for people to stay updated? and uh, see your future releases or anything. I have a website, Nancy Labler, L-I-E-B-L-E-R. Um, Google me and come to my website and you can contact me through that. Thank you. Well, thank you. And we appreciate everybody for tuning in to the Chris Massey Show. Once again, we have Nancy Labler. I appreciate you for taking your time out to be a part of this show. A very insightful and anybody who would like to stay updated with the Chris Massey Show, everything is Chris Massey Show. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook page, SoundCloud. If you use uh, Apple, we'd appreciate it if you subscribe to the Chris Massey Show podcast on iTunes. A special thanks to Doc Illingsworth representing the group Detroit City for this segment's instrumental. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Illingsworth, I-L-L-I-N-G-S-W-O-R-T-H. And also a special thanks to the official sponsor, the official sponsor of the Chris Massey Show, the inspirational life, lifestyle brand, Legendary. That's L-G-N-D-R-E. Their motto is believers become innovators, innovators become le legendary, and they're connecting dream seekers and innovators via apparel. So follow them as well on Instagram at lgndre check out their website lgndre.com they have some great things coming up for 2017 once again nancy liebler i appreciate you for taking the time out of your schedule i'm looking forward to working with you again peace